service and make service at Hunger and Food Week come today to celebrate Sunday. I'd like to share um, a topic of healing and health, which is one of your themes for this month. I began by remembering when my husband and I moved to Florida a few years ago, and we did what so many people do when they're putting in a, a new house with some furniture. We went to our IKEA. How many of you had the IKEA experience? Well, IKEA is, you know, for us, one of those places where my, my heart beats a little bit fast walking through it as I contemplate having to assemble a piece of furniture from IKEA. Well, so we got a sofa bed, a queen-size sofa bed. We got it home, had it actually had it delivered, and then we went about putting it together. When we got into page, like, you know, 16 or 17 of assembling one set of screws here and putting things together, you know, just as, as it showed us in the directions. But we got to a certain point where when we turned the page and we tried to do the next thing, that it just wasn't coming together. We couldn't figure out what did we do wrong. When we went back to the previous page, we found that we had put one piece on upside down. And you know what happens if you do it upside down, it is never, ever going to look like the picture on the cover of the instructions. So we worked it. We finally got it figured out. But it made me think about uh, the fact that, you know, everything is now physical to me, right? I look at every story that has a tiny physical component. So I thought about, you know, how is my thinking sometimes upside down? And what I landed on was a predominant upside-down thought that is common to all humanity, and that is, I am only human. Humanity, we are told, is basically weak and even fallen, right? Now, we don't identify in the human community. We say that's not the way we see it, but do we? When my daughter and I were writing the book, This Life is Yours, which is in print now. Alicia and I were confronted with a messaging running oftentimes as a refrain in the background, right? I find it sometimes raises points in the head when I hear a phrase like that, in a state of judgment of myself or my physical self, right? Our culture is set up with this primary message. Now, the religions that many of us were raised in actually, you know, focused on that, right? We were told we're born in sin. We're even told that even, uh, you know, that, that no matter how hard we work, we can never get good enough for God, yet we must try. You know, our medicine system even, even is designed this way. In Western medicine, the doctors determine to find something wrong. That's not true of all cultures. The Eastern medicine focuses on healing people and preventive measures to heal them. Even the penal system in the West is is predicated on the fact that we're not we're not okay that we're uh, that we're inferior that we're only human and therefore fail right now one of the things in culture such as those we read about in anthropology and uh, and, and you know cultural books about cultures where when someone has behaved badly in the community, if they're brought together in the center of a circle and the whole community 
they serve us now and lets them know of what they know about them that is good. They tell them about their true nature, and then they ask them to demonstrate that nature by doing some kind of kindness, some kind of recompense for the damage that they have done. You see, in our culture, we're all about punishment. You know, just part and parcel of punishment. Now, no matter where you sit on the issues, the point is just this, that we are loaded with a lot of upside-down messaging. This idea of human liberty is really totally counter to the message of the world. And what it does is it unlocks our imagination and dreams and becomes this dominant thought that we assault thing over time and becomes in a mindset of insufficiency. Think about that. And then we perpetuate and spread that upside down thought, handing it to the next generation. And ultimately, when we do this, our hope is that someday we get a savior. And really, that's what religion has done. There is a savior. Only God can take care of this. Uh, we can't have hope for ourselves. So the question is,
it's not college credit, but it is the love principle, the life principle, the wholeness principle, the health principle. So to claim divine life when experiencing disease, when painful for our soul by means of clinging to this principle, to claim divine love and broadcast it and love we find worldwide to us, this is the way it works. So when we can become masterful to using our spiritual powers, these are our 12 powers, like all the principles that we know and are learning about, and especially useful at times when we are in the middle of unwanted conditions. As Jesus did, believe me, the people would be gone. Just think about Jesus with a person in front of him, Jesus standing there in the light of his true nature, fully human, fully divine, fully present.
experience yes and I even went to that grave and I thought of it so many times and this was so long ago over 50 years ago you know but through those nine years we prepared for that reconciliation in those years of practice you know but then at that the time it seemed absolutely miraculous to me I recognized that I had healed my hearts over those nine years I had healed my mental images all the judgments that I had about my father as the one who had done me wrong, right? Any condemnation I had had and any emotions that I had cleaned up my emotional, mental, spiritual system through prayer, through meditation, through affirmation, so that I kept my heart open and ready for the next time that I might come. I didn't really expect it, considering
this passage is true to your belief systems, to your structures. Second, to who you sell as your value, where who your intelligence is. Second, to your mind, so that your thoughts are in your mind and they know what's true. Second, to your heart, that registers that you know what's true and that your ability 